Oh my God, you guys, I have a sexy, beautiful woman <laughs> in studio. Get ready for the real estate show that takes you across the barriers and into the danger zone. That bitch in real estate podcast with your host, Tenacious T. Yes, that is me as a cartoon. <laughs> I love I that. I love it. That's awesome. So, obviously, this is Kimberly Toko, Tenacious T. We have my lovely co-host. Haley Schuster, the Blue Line agent. And the sexy, hot, beautiful woman to my right is? <laughs> I am Tessa Bella. And you brought a little friend who's <laughs> also <good>. sexy and beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Danielle Walworth. I'm friends with Tessa from a couple <laughs> years back, and now we kind of just do life together. Yes. I'm I around love today. that. Yeah. Uh, do we have, like, do you actually maybe podcast about this? Or you, I know you're talking about opening yeah, a podcast. Yeah, so my podcast is going to launch at the end of this month, and she's going to be on it with me every love now and then. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Uh, well, you might as well, since we're on the subject, what is the name of your podcast? It's called The Tessa Bella Show. So oh, my God, I love it. I had a bunch of different kind of ideas for names, but that one just... It felt like it stuck. That's my brand. You know, that's my yes. everything I've built kind of around just my personal brand. So I figured, why not? So if one, someone wanted to stalk you right now, mm-hmm. what, what do they look up? <laughs> they look up Tessa Bella on Instagram with two A's. Okay. Um, and that's honestly the root of like everything that I do. I document every piece of my daily life on Instagram. And that's kind of where you can follow along the whole journey. Okay. So I'm 47. We have a Sprite Young. Is it 31 now? No, I'm 35. 35. God, you yeah. just look so young. So a lovely lady in her 30s. And you guys are in your 20s. So yes. mm-hmm. um, this is fascinating. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm like, would people actually want to watch my life? Probably not. <laughs> so <laughs> have you seen the movie Back to the Future? Um, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a shame. Now we are really old, Okay, you, you have an assignment. <laughs> okay. Well, Back in the 50s, if you would have went with your portable VHS camera (laughs) and set it down, they would be like, this is an entire television studio. Well, for you guys, what I see with you guys is you've turned your phones into a reality TV show. That is what I say. So I teach a lot of um, Instagram classes, particularly for real estate agents, but also any entrepreneurs, um, because I have a marketing agency as well. So I do a lot of coaching and classes around that. And that's what I always say is people doubt that they can hop on social media. And I say, just think of it like your own reality show. Just start documenting what you're already doing. And when you're not used to it, it can feel weird. It can feel like oh, I don't know if people want to see this. But then once you start doing it, people get super invested in the daily actions. Like me walking my dog, I'll do a boomerang of her little butt wagon and people like love it. Yes, yes. (laughs) It's crazy. Um, Back when Facebook Live first started, Facebook Live, I actually, I'll have to find that post. I actually said, I am not interesting enough to go live. And Come to find out us. I'm a little bit interesting. <laughs> but I, it, it is daunting to think about. Even with someone who has a lot to say, it's like you get that camera and you're like, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> It's so true. Sometimes I'll plan out what I want to say. And then the second that button goes live, I'm like, oh, my gosh, it just all disappeared. And you kind of just have to roll with the punches. <laughs> yes, yes. So what advice would you give um because sometimes I do want to delete that. I was just like, oh, that was so terrible. I'm just going to delete it. Um, but part of me says just leave it because it's human. It, how, what's your advice in that 
Absolutely. I always say there's power in polarity. And I think polarity comes oftentimes in those imperfect moments. So when you trip over your words or you're nervous or something like that, and you can hear it in your voice, I think that humanizes it. People feel like they can connect to that and they actually digest it a lot more clearly because it's relatable. They don't need something to always look polished and perfect in order for it to really have an impact. Yeah. And Haley, you've gotten more comfortable with the whole stories yep, and, I'm trying. and, and postings. Uh, but you yourself have found your most popular posts are? Usually about my kids, my crazy kids, yeah. but the real ones, you know, not yeah. the, my kid's perfect. It's more like, my kid dropped an F-bomb in the right <laughs> way. <laughs> my kid Props. on the foosball yeah. table missed the ball and went, oh, <laughs> and everybody loves that. Right, right. And then they're looking at you. Do you have whiskey in his bottle too? You know, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. But it's so relatable for sure. Um, Danielle. Uh, for me, I kind of use my social media as maybe I would say a comical outlet. I guess like my most popular stuff has always come from um, me being funny or me making fun of myself. Like I'll just put the worst photos you've ever seen on my story of me. Um, and people just think it's super funny, but that's also just super me. I love that. Um, I'm totally just like always going to be 100% myself. And that's kind of how I've always just used social media. And I guess we should clarify that we are all real estate agents, but Danielle, you are... <laughs> Yes, so I actually have a corporate role at Amazon, um, and oh. so I work. I work an odd schedule, which is why I have some weekdays off. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I do right now. So it's a bit different. This one makes the big bucks at the table. <laughs> nice. I wanted well, to say this so. This is why we love talking about business and ideas and stuff because she has such a different viewpoint on oh, it, yeah. coming from the yeah. corporate world, but has such an entrepreneurial spirit that mm-hmm. I think it's cool to have that combine. I totally opinions. agree. Um, my coach that uh, that I've hired in the past, he had been in real estate, but he blends, he has a mastermind of mm-hmm. many mm-hmm. different business owners, and only one person in that room is a real estate agent. Because, I mean, we can vomit out the same stuff all the time, but until you reach out for those little nuggets from the other successful people in their lines of business, you're really not going to grow beyond what your immediate circle is. Absolutely. I love that you said that because I also work with a coach who's not at all in real estate. There is one other girl within my mastermind group who is kind of in the real estate space in a bit of a different way than I am. And it's so cool. I've learned so much more about sales and marketing from learning in other industries. Yeah. And now taking that and applying it to real estate gives me such a competitive edge because I'm looking Absolutely. at that sales process in a different way. Yeah. Totally. Um, and usually I do stalk my guests that come on and I know all about their production. I did a brief like, oh, my gosh, who is she? I wasn't quite prepared. But you're kicking ass in, you. in the real estate world. <laughs> I would say you've probably sold a house or two. Um, And you're with my home group? I am. Yeah, love those guys. Uh, Really great family feel. Um, They really do include agents in everything they do. Um, And they've just gotten huge. What are they now as far as? Um, I think they're over 2,000 agents. Yeah. Yeah. And it's growing into new markets. They've really started to tackle some new markets, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I love that. Um, Okay, well, I have a series of questions that I ask all of my guests. And uh, here we go. You ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. So when you're reading an MLS description or writing an MLS description, what is your favorite word? (laughs) 
Oh man, this is that's a great question. Um, <laughs> is this sarcastic? Because this is this is just throw it <laughs> out there. Whatever you want to make yeah. it. You, you just be your reality show. You okay? Let me think. Um, breathtaking, I see all the time, <laughs> and it just kind of makes me want to just curl up into a little ball. Because, You're like an old person wrote this, right? And most of the time, it's the least breathtaking thing. It's like you've got you've got purple carpet, and it's like you can smell the smell of the house through the photo. Breathtaking views of the street light. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I so love that it. is not a, not a major love of mine. Gosh, I'm trying to think of a favorite. Oh, well, hold on. There's another question coming. Okay, follow up. So along the same lines, what is your favorite MLS descriptive word? Okay, I would say I love using the word cascading. Like when I'm describing countertops, mm. I always mm. use cascading. Haley, write that one down. Know, this right? is really why we ask these questions. <laughs> We're trying to improve our descriptions. <laughs> Pulling up MLS right Cascading. Now. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but you can't use that with every house. You can't, but I think you can like use those kind of descriptive words that most people don't pull in. Right. Like, writing is one of my passions. When I was little, I used to just literally write pages and pages of letters and I'd have my parents circle if it made any words and then I would take those words and turn it into a story. Oh, so writing so cool. has always been yeah. something like it's my favorite form of communication. I, I'm there too. I'm I'm a big storyteller. Kim's writing a book right now. Yeah, oh I'm gosh. almost done with my first novel. I did see a children's book published but then the publisher went bankrupt. It oh. is still on Amazon though. <laughs> hey, um, Amazon. Yeah. So no, there, uh, for me it's it's therapeutic I feel like I write so much better than I speak and um, I can really express what I'm feeling or the idea mm-hmm. through writing I, yeah I just love it I have lost the time to read lately hoping to get back into that but uh, yeah I love that too but okay. that's a great part of having so much audio content nowadays. Yes. I do a lot with audiobooks. I still enjoy the smell of like a good book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But audiobooks are typically what I resort to. I've done that too, especially on road trips. Mm-hmm. But there is that certain something about the book. Very itself. different. Yeah. Okay. So you wake up in the morning and you've got all these things that you've got to get done. And there's those days where you're just like, ugh. What turns you on? What do you do to have that vibrant person you need to be throughout the day? So I'm big on routines. I'm a very routinous person. I love to wake up and I almost always start my day with some sort of like motivational talk, usually between five and 15 minutes. And sometimes they're so cheesy. It's like <laughs> it's like Tony Robbins yelling at you in the morning. But yeah. I don't know what it is. It sets my head right in the right place to just have this kind of like fiery excitement. And I have to say also, I think when you have such a mission and such a message that you want to share, like I wake up in the morning ready to go. I have an alarm that goes off, but like most of the time I am wide awake. I don't even need my coffee and I know exactly what I want to do that day. I love that. So just kind of, I think that inner inner fire, I don't know if you can give that to someone else. I think you have to find it within yourself. You do. You do. And I, I think the generation your age in the 20s, my son, my oldest son is 23. I, You guys are moved by inspirational speaking people. Mm -hmm. I think this is what has powered the whole coaching world, right? When when I was young, especially, I mean, we didn't have that. (laughs) Well, and people almost joked like, yeah, go get a self-help book. Yeah. And now people are like, I want them. All the self-help books, give them to me. It, when Chicken Soup for the Soul came out, <laughs> yeah. yes. I mean, I think I was in my late 20s when that came out. And um, I, I was like, I'm not 
No, <laughs> come on. But now it, it's just if I would have known back then that the whole coaching thing would have been this multi-million dollar business, I would have started studying. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's also so one of my favorite speakers is Inky Johnson. I'm not sure if you're familiar. No, with but him. It's, Haley, can you write that down? <laughs> he's amazing. And he's gone through. I mean, most of the people who are speakers have gone through some shit like, oh, yeah. Which oh, yeah. everyone has. In I a, think you qualify, Kim. I, I think I do. <laughs> yes. Um, um, as do I. You know, I've had quite my fair share of dealings in life. Yeah. And to just be able to listen to something where someone is so excited and so mm-hmm. fired up, I feel like I'm surrounding myself with my people. Like, yeah. that's how I feel. Yeah. And it's not always that you come across other people that have that same kind of fire for what they're doing. So listening to that makes me feel like, okay, if they can do it, I can do it. If they can do it, I can do it. And it just kind of fires me up. It's the people you surround yourself with. Exactly. And that 100%. can be online. Yeah, It doesn't always have yes. to be in person. Yes, it does. But... Um, I'm kind of old-fashioned. That's why we're all in the same room. There's something I about the it. energy that feeds <laughs> off. Um, all right. So along those same lines, you're waking up, and certain things happen throughout your day or certain people rub you the wrong way. What turns you off? What is the big thing that is just like, mm-mm? My biggest thing that drives me nuts is people who complain about a situation but do nothing to fix it. I hear people (laughs) all the time, whether it's a physical thing, they're like, oh, my stomach hurts from drinking too much, you know, caffeine or something. I'm like, then stop doing it. Yeah. (laughs) Put the coffee down. (laughs) Yeah. Or they're unhappy with like the income that they're making. And I'm like, then do something about it. Learn sales. Push yourself. Do something. I've experienced... um, so I do mentor and I, I coach because uh, people just reach out for, mm-hmm. to me. And I have experienced that where you're constantly reminding them, then stop doing it. Mm-hmm. I told you to stop doing it. Why are you still doing it? <laughs> no excuses. No, I don't want to hear it anymore. Stop doing it. Mm-hmm. it and, and, and I mean that in a very kind way. When you look to your inspirations and they're telling you one thing, you need to listen to it, especially if you're trying to be like them and achieve something like them. And you've absorbed that at such a young age. I love that. Um, But it's absolutely right. It's that constant, they feed on it. Mm -hmm. And I feed on energy and positivity. Yes. Time for it. And sometimes being in like a coaching or mentorship role, I have to catch myself in the way that I deliver that message. Because for me, I'm a cut and dry person. Like yeah. things are black and white. If something sucks, change it. Mm-hmm. That's my mentality. Mm-hmm. But I understand that some people are a little bit softer in the yeah. way that, that, that they get to that point. Yes. So I have to be cautious with the way that I deliver that message because mentally I'm like, then Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why are we? Why are we still talking about this? Yeah. That's probably like, why I don't charge. Because at some point, I'm going to be like, "Stop doing it." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, I love that. Uh, this is my favorite question. My audience knows this. Haley knows this. Yeah. And it's okay. We will bleep this out, which you've already said some swear words. What is your favorite curse word? Oh, I just love a good. We all love. I don't think Sneaky Big has a big enough room for all of the guests coming back for episode 36 on (laughs) many uses. Um, You really can. It's interchangeable with any word. I think I can't wait for the day we start bringing that onto the MLS. Oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) That house. house. It does. That's that's our favorite. It has. Oh, but it's cheap. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> Had and to. You wanted all the uses. It, it, yeah. It was we the house used for porno. <laughs> okay. We could, go, we could go on. We're spiraling. Um, <laughs> I love it. Okay. So this is a little more, um, I want you to really think personally when you're sitting in a space. Um, what noise or sound do you love? Mm, that's a great question. I kind of love the ringing of silence. I know that sounds a little wild, but there is a sound to just sitting in a totally silent room. Haley, I feel like I'm speaking to myself. Am I speaking to myself? This is Literally, so strange. our last guest said the thing he hates the worst is silence. And Kim was saying that she, loves, she needs I silence. I do. Yeah. Especially, so this year for me has been a, like I've gone through some of the most traumatic experiences. A lot has gone down this year. And I found that for a while I was really dependent on other people. Mm-hmm. Not for anything specific other than just being around it and yeah. feeling like that validated me. And so s- since going through everything I've gone through this year, it was big for me to fall in love with being alone. Yeah. I love being alone. Like spending time just sitting with yourself, actually touching base with what you're thinking or feeling, even if that's nothing at the moment, I think you learn so much in that space. For the longest time, I go to lunch on my own. I mm-hmm. go see movies on my own. I will go out of town on my own. Um, there's a certain um, part of silence where you're forced to have company with yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and that I can think be uncomfortable for people. Very, very. <laughs> also forces you to figure out why that is uncomfortable. Yes. I actually had a mentor who challenged me to do one of the hardest things I've ever done. Um, But it's absolutely transformed the way that I view my business and my life and everything. He had me literally leave my phone, everything, not take a single thing other than a debit card and a notebook. And he said, I want you to get in your car Don't turn on any music. Don't put any maps on. Like, don't have your phone even with you and just Mm -hmm. drive and just go somewhere and sit and write about how that makes you feel. And I ended up going all the way up. Like, I just got on 7th Street and just drove north. Like, I don't even know where I ended up. I just drove for like an hour and a half. And then I found this little motel and I just got a room for the night and I just sat there. I didn't watch anything. I didn't listen to anything. I just wrote. And it was huge. It was so transformational. That first 20 minutes of the drive, I was so fidgety. I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, I need music. I need something. Yeah. <laughs> Stimulate me. I was thinking like all of these things were going on. And then I started to really come into just like loving the peace that I was having with myself. Yeah. And it was really cool. I was It was emotional actually, because it really brought up a lot. That's why when you see the John Chepleks and the Sean Whalens of the world, that's why you do see them outside. That's why you do see them totally disconnect. Mm-hmm. Um, because you got a taste of that euphoric feeling mm-hmm. of, I call it freedom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what noise or sound do you hate? Okay. <laughs> mm. Oh my gosh. Well, this kind of goes along with this weird thing, but I really hate when somebody like t- will touch my leg or touch my hand and just like rub it. Like it drives me absolutely insane. Like if I'm like, like the like this feeling. Yes, and that sound it just makes me like oh. <laughs> Interesting. Mm. It's the same thing with like if somebody's holding my hand and they're like doing the thumb thing. I'm like <laughs> stop. <laughs> my my husband should have dated someone like you because he can't stand holding hands, and it, you know because for that same reason he's. Just I like, like holding hands though. Like I like the. 
just steady. Oh, like the- lock in and just. <laughs> well, we might as well clarify this now. Are you in a relationship? I am not. Okay, so if you're going to date her, don't do any rubbing <laughs> of the thumb or forearms. Yes, none of <laughs> while that. While you're um, This is again a question that I truly enjoy because it says a lot about the person. I want you to think about a celebrity, famous person, dead or alive. If you could have dinner with them, who would it be and why? It would be Inky Johnson, the speaker that I mentioned earlier. He is just, the way that he delivers the message that he shares is so, it's like music to my ears. Like that could be one of my favorite sounds is listening to him speak. Just the way that he delivers a message. And it's not even that the things he says are that profound. Mm -hmm. It's the way that it's delivered. And it's, I don't know, also there's just some synergy with I hear it whenever I really need to hear it. So maybe that's part of why it hits home so much. But he is still alive, and I would love to have dinner with him and just pick his brain. Inky Johnson, are you listening? (laughs) And she is really, really cute. (laughs) Obviously extremely intelligent, but she's cute, too. Um, Yeah, I, I love the fact that you want to be with someone that, inspires you and mm-hmm. it sounds like because you would love to be able to emulate what he's giving absolutely yeah. i want to make other people feel the way that that makes me feel when yeah. i listen to him or tim's story is another one who's incredible i actually was fortunate enough to have dinner with him really um, and he's incredible same kind of thing just the way that he says what he says um one of his main points that he shares often is uh your mess is your message and I love that. I, when I heard that, I took that on. Oh, I have quite the message. <laughs> not sure if but, it's a good one. <laughs> and, and he has a lot of things like that that, you know, like respect where you are in your journey and use that as what you can display and use that to help other people. And so for me, I aspire to make people feel the way I feel when somebody speaks that into me. Haley and I talked earlier, and it was a military saying, a Marine saying that I heard from Dom Fawcett. Embrace the suck. Embrace Ooh, the like suck. That. Yeah. That's how they get through boot camp. Like, embrace hell week, it's embrace the suck. Like, don't bitch about it. Mm-hmm. Like, you've you got to get through it. You know you do. So yep. just embrace the suck. I yeah. like that. Yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Um, my business coach also the other day, because I take, when something doesn't go as planned, mm-hmm. I have a tendency to take it very personally. Oh, yeah. Um, my business is my life. And when I don't deliver to the standard that I want to, like, mm-hmm. I take it on heavily. And I'm working on that. And one of the things she told me was... Um, failure is feedback. And I was like, I love that because so often being cut and dry, being a very black and white person, something doesn't go as planned. And I'm like, that was a failure. And I'm learning to now shift that to more so, okay, there's feedback to be taken from that situation. It wasn't an all out failure. It was something that didn't go as planned, but I can now take that, learn from it and be better. Walt Disney is famous for seeing failure as a success. Have you seen the movie Meet the Robinsons? I have not. That is your assignment okay, along yeah. with Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> Might want to split those up. Um, it, it almost is the, the story of imagination and how failure brings you to success. Mm-hmm. And I'm a huge Disney girl anyway. But um, it, it's just interesting to me to see success from the 40s and 50s and how it's evolved to the same message. Mm-hmm just, you know, in the social media world. Um, we do a series, Haley and I, uh, called Safe Haven Sundays. And this month is Suicide Awareness Month. I did lose my 13-year-old son to suicide. 
um, done a lot this month on talking about that. But it's intriguing to hear such a young person say that they've been hit hard in their life. And if you're open to it, um, you were saying this last year has been a struggle. Do you want to share any of that and maybe tell your audience, my audience, what you did to get through that moment? Yes, I'm I'm super open about talking through what I've gone through. And I say that it's kind of my continued rehabilitation of sharing that story. Because a lot of times when something happens, we just want to push it away and you don't want to deal with it. Yeah. But I think to get through things, you have to get through them. And that includes feeling Embrace it. the suck. Yes, embrace <laughs> the suck. That's a good one. Um, so this year I had a business partner. Mm-hmm. We had we were in a relationship for almost six years. Oh, dear. Yes. So we had everything together, like home, personal, business. Everything was all very intertwined. Um, and and during those six years, let's remember, I'm sorry, How? what's your exact age? I'm 23. 23. So during those six years, we're talking not even through high school yet. So you're you're still developing, you're, even right now, you're developing who you are as a human and your mm-hmm. brain is absorbing everything. So from a very young age, you were in this set life mm-hmm. already. Yeah. So I was very much on a path and that was the direction that I was going. Um, this year, business-wise, has been one of my biggest years ever. And I thought that we had very shared goals and aspirations. Um And I've run into this with friendships before, but never, ever could have thought this would happen in the relationship and partnership I was in. Yes. But dreaming too big, it scares people. Mm -hmm. When you have huge ass dreams, sometimes that makes people really uncomfortable. And You want to know why? Why? Especially coming from a very young person, it's almost like you're crazy. Mm -hmm. And it feels so foreign to them that they start to separate themselves because of fear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a lot lot of truth to that. So um, I was kind of blindsided in April um, by the split of our relationship. And a lot of things were very hurtful and very just the I think the biggest thing was the shock factor. Like I had no idea that was coming Mm -hmm. at all. Um, And then my life really got flipped upside down because I was so on this trajectory of what I thought I wanted and what I thought I was sharing with somebody Mm -hmm. to then have that uprooted. I mean, I was my world was rocked. I spent nights on people's couches. I then got this new apartment and like slept on the floor with like a towel as my pillow for a couple days because I had nothing. Like I was just uprooted and that was humbling. Yeah. (laughs) To say the least, (laughs) but also it helped me fall in love with just me Mm -hmm. and love being on my own. And I was, I found so much strength in the fact that I could pick up the pieces and put them back together 10 times greater than they were before they were broken. That's called wisdom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and look at you. Now you're having your most successful year yet. I am. Right? Yes. Things have honestly, ever since I released something that I probably never would have yeah. taken myself out of. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes most people 50 years mm-hmm. to reach that level of self-trust, mm-hmm. self-discovery. And to know. And self-love. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so take me to the very, very worst day. Maybe it's right after the happened, whatever, you know, that, that one moment where you're, I don't know if you're sobbing. I don't know if you're trying to be alone in your car, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. 
what pushed you through? Did you have any thoughts of just quitting? And oh, yeah, absolutely. If you wouldn't mind sharing that, I think it's very important for young people to hear. Very, very important. Yes. I have actually experienced many times in my life where I felt like I just wanted to quit. When I was, so I grew up in Oregon, um, I experienced a lot of suicide very close to me. Mm-hmm. And Oregon naturally is a depressing place. I mean, it's gorgeous, but it's raining every day. There's not a lot to do unless you've got. Isn't that where the vampires live? Because there's no sun or something. No sun every. (laughs) Yeah. So it's a very different um, environment there. I was in a small town. I've always had these big dreams, and especially in like a little farm town, people are like, "She is absolutely off her rocker." Yeah. I used to always say growing up, like from being eight years old, I remember saying, I feel like an alien. I'm an alien. Because I never made that. (laughs) I never felt like I fit with anything. And so I've experienced that a lot. And I think when you have those days where you just don't want to do anything anymore and it doesn't feel worth it. Yeah. For me, those are the times that tapping into like what I'm meant to do. Like I've gotten so in touch with trusting my gut Yeah. because when this all happened, there were things that I could feel in my gut. I was like, this is not right. This is not right. Mm -hmm. I felt something was off and I was trying to say, no, just like, let's just wait and see. Like, cause I was so married to what I thought I wanted and needed. Yeah. And so I had to fall back in love with just trusting my gut. And those are the things that you have to tap into um, on those dark days or on those shitty times is like, okay, I'm here for a reason. What is my purpose? And I think if you don't identify that, that it can be hard to push forward. But yeah. I'm so married to my purpose, and I know I'm here to serve on such a greater scale. And what is like what really is what, the purpose? For me, I just hope to influence millions of people to show them that you can come from ups and downs. Life is cyclical. It's always going to come in seasons. Um, and like... I love the example of that at one point this year, I was sleeping on the floor of an empty apartment, feeling so broken, feeling so alone. And now I'm having the best year of my life business-wise. I'm still rebuilding myself emotionally. I'm still always going to be growing and recovering from some of the things that happened. But um, I love that comeback story. Like That stuff is so exciting to me. And I want to show that to other people, too. I mean, I came from nothing. And I love showing that you can have and build whatever you want. There is no reason not to. You can have tattoos all over your body. You can look however you want to look. You can talk however you want to talk and have everything. There's no. And I love this in the real estate world, especially because everyone thinks you got to be like suited and booted all the time. And I'm just like, I'm a jeans and t-shirt girl. Yeah. And and there are certain incidences where, yes, we have to fulfill a role. But Exactly right. I I see the real estate as mainly a funding platform for my purpose. Mm-hmm. And um, the 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 youth coming in and the inspirational because you all are inspiring to be yourselves and not mm-hmm. really anyone else has brought that fresh life to real estate mm-hmm. where you don't I love that suited and booted. That's awesome. <laughs> Haley, I'm going to be at the dinner suited and booted. Um, yeah, you don't you don't you don't like it, then don't use me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's another agent and again, two that, steps away. Like, I'm not How everyone. Polarity. No. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. love that. Like, don't be afraid. You don't have to fit in in order to be successful. In fact, I think 
if you look at most of the most successful people, they're the ones that say, screw that. I'm going to do it my way and I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. So I love to share that to people and just like really express that message. Um, And I also am very passionate about people understanding that you can have this crazy desire for millions and billions of dollars. And that doesn't negate the fact that you also really want to help people and really want to serve people. There's not they're not mutually exclusive you know what i mean they're not two separate things it's not one or the other you can have it all and help and be a great person while you make all the money in the world it's not i will be rich it is i am rich Mm -hmm. i do have abundance i deserve an abundance of joy in my life and just keep saying it yeah. Well, because and that success do. a lot of times gives you the platform to mm-hmm. help more people. Yeah. Like, yeah. like in Kim's situation, you know, she has had built this really amazing career. She's been on HGTV. That, yes, it, that's amazing. And it's so cool to say, but it just put more eyes on her for her to get her message with the suicide awareness and yes. really yeah. eradicating the stigma of suicide. Yeah. It gets her message to so many more people because yeah. so many people tune in because she's HGTV, she's mm-hmm. Tenacious T, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so just because you're, like, your success is helping you help people. Exactly. Like, And if someone can't see that, then screw them. Yeah. Exactly, but. yeah. I, I always say I want to be famous. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of... Um, negativity around fame like a lot of times people view that as oh well you just want money and fame and all that stuff for me it's exactly what Mm -hmm. you said to me famous and having millions of followers and millions of people that I can impact and affect is because that gives me a greater reach it gives me more of a platform to serve people in the way that I want to and that can evolve and that can change but when I have this huge community yes then that's really what it is it's a tool sharing stories builds community communities grow leaders and leaders share to build bigger communities love that yeah um and you are definitely a part of that for (laughs) sure Uh, one more question because i think it would be relevant before you go if you had let's just take a 14 year old and they called you and they said i want to take my life right now what would you tell them oh i got chills just now um Oh my gosh, this is like going to make me emotional, I think. No, that's that's okay. That's, this is important. This is what helps people is eradicating that we can't talk about suicide and just saying, if a kid came to me, a young person, and said, I want to die right now, what would you say to them? I think I would try to take myself back to times that it felt like that. And I remember what I was told that stuck with me so much to this day, it is especially at that age, it can feel like what's going on in your little world is everything. Mm -hmm. Whether that's inside of a high school and people are being rude to you or being mean to you or bullying you for not feeling like fitting in or you just don't feel like the world is a good place for you anymore. I think it's important to remember that the world is so much bigger than the way you see it right now, that you're loved, you have such a mission, you're here for a reason, you were given this opportunity and it's time to carry on it's time to keep doing it and then I would I would think it's super important for people at that age to be able to experience things outside of their world because that was for me I went through a lot of hard times in high school where I did not want to be around at all yeah and and at all (laughs) yeah um and it was because I was so wrapped up in this world that when there's a rumor circulating about you, well, it in a feels small like, town is I'm yeah. from a small town too. Oh and it's gosh. hard. It magnifies everything. 
There's that. Um, There's no escape from it. Yeah, that's that Miranda Lambert song, that growing up in a small town, mm-hmm. and you're just like, every you can't freaking go to the grocery store with ripped up jeans on without somebody having an opinion about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that to experience and see that there's more to the world than what you're experiencing right then. And I always say um, that I'm really proud of my journey and how far I've come, but I have this insatiable hunger for more. And I think that trying to embody that with or like ingrain that in more of our youth to see, okay, it's okay where I've come from. It's okay where I am right now. But I have to have that fire for more. I yeah. have to find that. Whether that's given to me, whether that's encouraged, whether that's sports, art, whatever it is, yeah. it's going to be different for everyone. But, like, adopt that, marry yourself to it, and just, like, become obsessed with something yeah. that makes you excited every day. Take that extreme pain that you're feeling right now and make it fuel yes. for your fire. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes. This is Kimberly Toko, Tenacious T. This is Tessa Bella. <laughs> Daniel Walworth. And Haley Schuster, the Blue Line agent. And Tessa, just one more time, how do people find you and get a hold of you? Find, the best way to connect with me is through Instagram. Okay. It's Tessa Bella, T-E-S-S-A-A-B-E-L-L-A-A. So there's two A's on both of it. That Perfect. part's not ideal, but <laughs> it's what we're working with. Awesome. Somebody took the <laughs> shortened version of that. So, Well, thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> Out. Out.